Shaloma. You're listening to Watered Womanhood, the podcast for women walking in the truth of who Yahuwah, the Most High, says we are, where we uncover what it means to be His bride. I'm Rabbi Shah Aloha Lani, founder of the Hebrew Housewife, a set-apart homemaking blog for the daughters of Israel. I've been studying the Word all my life and ministering to Israelite sisters since 2019 by the grace of Abinawa with original homemaking tips, biblical marital advisory, and truth-based devotionals. Join me in building up the kingdom at Watered Womanhood on Instagram, thehebrewhousewife.com, and right here as we fellowship in spirit and in truth. One of the hardest parts of homemaking for me is my struggle with perfectionism. I, as a housewife, spend a lot of time at home. And that means when no one notices how the pillows look, when no one notices those weird smells, when no one notices those stains on the carpet, I noticed everything. And I find myself often in the shoes of Martha. If you're a wife, you probably already know who Martha is um, in the scripture, but she is the sister of Mary or Miriam, for those of you who don't know, who invited and embraced Yahusha into their home. And um, while he was there, according to the book of Luke, Miriam sat down with Yahusha, but Martha continued to cook, she continued to clean, she continued to order her servants and prepare the linens and polish the silver and get the dinner ready, like everything just had to be perfect. And she exhorted Yahusha to command Mary to help her to get up and to not be lazy so that, you know, Martha wouldn't have to do everything by herself. But Yahusha told her that Mary chose a good thing and that it wouldn't be taken away from her. I really feel like Martha sometimes and that it's hard to enjoy the little things. And I think what I'm even learning right now about this passage in Luke is that the good thing that Mary had chosen were the little things, not perfections in the presentations, but the opportunity to be present with someone and just seize moments that would no longer be there tomorrow. Honestly, I struggle with perfectionism so much to the point that I almost did not even start this podcast or rather I didn't release the podcast on time. <laughs> Thankfully, everything is in the most high's divine timing. And even if I did not release it, perhaps when I should have, I know that this is the most high's timing and everything is working according to my good. Amen. But I generally feel as though the Most High put this podcast on my heart to execute early 2021 about spring. Um, and I received at the time themes, scriptures, segments for the podcast, goals, different outcomes. And he even gave me an entire list of potential episode topics. However, it is only now autumn. It's October at the time of this recording. And I'm, it's only now that I'm actually stepping out on faith and releasing it because of perfectionism. I don't really know where my perfectionism comes from, but I will say that I lived so much of my life unable to project the image or presentation or the atmosphere that I want people to experience with me, whether it was because of a lack of knowledge, a lack of comfort, or because of poverty, because I did grow up impoverished. I just never really felt fully able to deliver different visions I received. 
And now as a homemaker, I have an entire domain to adorn the way I see fit. I get to decide our throw pillows. I get to choose the kind of toilet paper that we use. I choose the scents and fragrances that light up our home. I select our meal plans for the week. I decide what scent of laundry detergent that we use and the grade of dishwashing liquid. And unfortunately, one would think that having <laughs> this in my discretion would give me some comfort or ease. But honestly, because I'm such a perfectionist, managing these things sometimes just gives me anxiety. And not only do I keep my home as a housekeeper, I also tend to personal business as well, such as my blog, The Hebrew Housewife, my ministry in responding to prayer requests, and this very podcast, not to mention all the people that I love and care about and that I do my best to stay in touch with, especially now, you know, that I moved from the South to the East Coast with my husband. So it's like I'm always occupied with my family, my husband, our guests, chores, our business. By the time I get around to even having a moment for myself, it's really not as good or special or enriching as it could be or even should be. Like sometimes I just find myself unable to really wind down after a long day, drink some tea like I used to, open up my Bible, dim the lights, play some soft music and get watered and I'm going to be honest I'm, I'm, I'm having a vulnerable moment with you I hate that I hate that so much first of all because I'm a firm believer that quiet time should be at the center of every woman's life especially if she is a wife and secondly because I know I don't function my best when I don't take the opportunity to have my quiet time and if I don't have my quiet time before I start engaging in all the other duties that I need to um, preserve my energy for. I typically like to have my quiet time in the wee hours of the morning before people begin to stir, but unfortunately due to my insomnia as of late, I've been up late and so that means I've been waking up late, missing that little pocket in the morning just for me, and as soon as I wake up, everyone else is awake and then there are just things that I have to handle and I'm too tired at the end of the day or still too needed by others to be able to savor this pocket. Thankfully, last night I got to bed at a reasonable time and this morning I got up at about um, seven o'clock. I went on a little jog. I came back. I had some tea and quiet time. So that was really good. I'm having a productive day today. So yay hallelujah but before today <laughs> i really saw how my perfectionism and my anxiety and missing out on my quiet time um affected me particularly when we recently celebrated um the memorial of trumpets it was my husband and i's first time observing the memorial of trumpets together under the same roof as husband and wife, which is a big deal for us. Uh, however, I found myself extremely frustrated and exhausted when it was all said and done because I prepped our house for the observation, I went to shop for the food, I cooked the food, and I also cleaned up everything afterwards without any help. What's sad about this is that I didn't ask for help. And in fact, when help was offered to me, I said no, because I am a perfectionist. And what's worse, if someone else's contribution doesn't fit my image, 
this is what I've noticed about me. If it doesn't fit my image of perfection, then I consider the help completely worthless. And I really hate that. It makes me so miserable because it blocks me from asking for help, from receiving help, from embracing help, and even from being thankful for help around my house. And at the end of our Memorial of Trumpets, I just went to bed. I went straight to bed and not even at the end of the Memorial of Trumpets, like as soon as dinner was over, I was just like, yeah, guys, that's all for now me. <laughs> I've given everything that I can give right now. I went straight to bed. I didn't, I couldn't even look at my husband. I couldn't hug him. I couldn't really celebrate the actual festival and convocation at all because I was so worn out from perfecting the presentation of everything. I was literally Martha. So every time I read about this very brief record of her in the, this passage in Luke, I always find myself taking her side. And honestly, I still have a hard time understanding why Yahusha wouldn't think a beautiful presentation is owed to him. Of course, Martha was doing what any reasonable woman would do in the presence of the king or, or the anticipated king. She would be on her P's and Q's, am I right or wrong? And I don't know how I got to this point as a homemaker. Perhaps it's all of the interior design, homemaker aesthetics, and seasonal decor trends that may have me in a little frenzy. Or it's that I see something in my heart for my home that I don't quite see coming alive that way. And this doesn't just apply to my home, but it also applies to the other areas being impacted by my perfectionism. Um, I, I realize now, you know, that the Most High is revealing to me as I say these words. In order for me to really enjoy life for what it is, I have to accept the Most High's vision. It kind of makes me nervous to even admit that, but thankfully, His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts as the heavens are above the earth. The vision that He has for my home is much greater than the vision I have for it. And the vision that he has for this podcast is greater than the vision I have for this podcast. And the vision that he has for my family, for my ministry, for my children, for my marriage, and so on and so forth is exceeding abundantly above and beyond all I will ever wish, hope, think, imagine, or ask of his grace. I generally just want to enjoy watching his vision unfold instead of forcing my own vision or my own way. Moreover, I want to see his vision too. I want to comprehend it. I want to understand what it's going to entail. I think that's one of our biggest struggles as um, members of the body and people in general who are just walking in this faith and going after what he says, pursuing his will. It's uncomfortable to not know exactly every step. Oh, I'm taking a breath. You know, how else will I fully be able to embrace the Most High's will if I don't know exactly what is before me? <laughs> and even as I pose that question, I hear the Most High telling me all things are just not for my discovery because faith does not come by sight, but faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And this really goes right back into my lack of quality time. I need a word from God. I need a door, I need an outlet, I need rest, I need forgiveness, I need peace, I need contentment. I really need his word. 
And at the time when I was um, planning to record this, <laughs> it was actually 1.31 a.m. And I was up podcasting when I should have been resting. But thanks to my perfectionism, I was up. I should have been enjoying my sleep, my beauty rest. But no, I was wide awake, anxious about affecting my perfectionism. And, you know, it's almost comical, but it, it hurts too much to laugh, truly. I don't want to be perfect. I just want to be whole. I want to be content. I want to be at ease. I have no need of perfection. And all it does is it chips away at my mental health. Because things will never be perfect. Perfection is not for me. It will never be for my home. And I don't want to destabilize the order and the joy present by um, nitpicking over the tiniest of details. And particularly with this podcast, do I realize that the Most High's vision is his will. He's not a man that he should lie. And when he says something is true, and all of his promises are yes and amen. So my perfectionism in this journey really serves no purpose. What if we accepted Yah's will just the way it is? What if we didn't need everything to look the way we envision it? What if instead we let our requests be made known and still in the spirit of submission said to God our husband, Nevertheless, thy will be done. What if we chose the good thing? I'm asking for your prayers in this. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and be vulnerable again and ask you to pray for me in this area um, for release from perfectionism, for peace as I trust the most high on this walk. And in turn, if you have a prayer request Please submit it at thehebrewhousewife.com under the prayer request tab, and I will gladly join you in prayer, in spirit, and in truth. I'm inviting you, O daughter of Zion, to seek the Most High when you don't feel watered. In those moments, you're exhausted. And when you look around and it seems like no one appreciates you, no one values your work, and no one cares enough to lend a hand, or if you struggle with accepting help, because that is masculinity. And according to Deuteronomy, a woman shall not wear a man's garment, and masculinity is a man's garment. It is our goal here to restore our kingdom womanhood, get in touch with our biblical femininity, and drive true vulnerability in our relationships so that we can maximize our time here on the earth, not just to give, but also to receive, to get that water. Yahusha says, come all ye who thirst and get water. Hallelujah. That is all for today's episode of Watered Womanhood. I hope you've been watered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to follow, favorite, and leave a review wherever you're listening to make this podcast even more accessible. Remember, 
You can stay up to date and join us for more interesting dialogues at medium.com forward slash watered womanhood and contact me at the info in the description. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be thankful. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Shabbat Shalom.